0: I felt, when once I cracked the financial code, that it was my obligation to share it with other yeah. people. It's my duty. It's not an option. It's an obligation.
1: And now, Escaping the Drift, the show designed to get you from where you are to where you want to be. I'm John Gafford, and I have a knack for getting extraordinary achievers to drop their secrets to help you on a path to greatness. So stop drifting along, escape the drift, and it's time to start right now. Right now, welcome back, everybody. Today in the studio, got uh, man, I got to tell you, our whole goal here is to bring, like we say, overachievers in the studio and give you advice that can help you along your way. And when it comes to overachievers, in my little friend group, my circle, if you will. This dude, I'm gonna say, is overachieving uh, just a, such a monster level. I mean, the things this guy has done, he is a Titan in the real estate education space, I'm talking about millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in education sold. But not, you know, you don't sell that much unless what you're talking about actually works. So forget the millions of dollars that he sold in education. I mean, I would venture to say, it's gotta be close to a billion dollars earned from his students out in the marketplace or more from doing that. He had one of the most successful real estate events that I've ever been to, And got was lucky enough to speak at Clever Summit. Ladies and gentlemen, live in studio, this is Cody Sperber.
0: Mm, Thank you for that. Hey, buddy. How are you? How cool would it be if you can actually, you know, like when you're putting out training and content and education since 2009, how cool would it be if I can actually quantify the number, the results of my students successes. it's got to be over a billion and you know what's crazy is a lot of my students they you know not real estate's not for everybody so a lot of them took the marketing training and the personal brand building training and just the entrepreneurship components and then went off and did other things yeah made a bunch of money and then eventually parked some of it in real estate but yeah Yeah. That'd be cool. It's, it's gotta be there, but you know, you've done the show before Mm
1: -hmm. and I was so stoked when you, you know, you said you wanted to come back on because I think last time we did this, it was, we really talked about real estate. It's what we kind of talked about. And I wanted a hard pivot today because again, with the new direction of the podcast, trying to help as many people as we can, there's a lot of people that are listening to this right now. Somebody's listening to this right now and they're thinking, Man, this guy's got it all together. This guy, I mean, the the outer shell, the appearance. I mean, you listen to the bio that I just dropped, all of those things, all of this stuff, this facade, this this perfect on a pedestal life that Cody's got. Man, I'm so envious of that. That's great. And maybe today that might be accurate. But as near as six months ago, when you had all that money, you had all the admiration, you had all the events, you had all those things, your life kind of took a hard fall, man. And, and, And you took a lot of steps in your life to, to change, to, to, to get highly invested in yourself. And I really want to talk about that today. Cause I think that that metamorphosis of you personally is so much more valuable to people, to everybody, to hear that somebody that's that successful went through it. Then here's how to invest in a multifamily house or <laughs> <A> multifamily property. <laughs> well,
0: it's a real shit. Yeah. It's, a, it's a real stuff.
1: It is. Yeah. So yeah. let's, so let's walk back, man. Let's, let's talk to me about where like, Describe Cody's life before the fall.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you look at anybody on social media and you're getting their highlight reel, yeah. you know, and it's a lot of times that content is designed to trick you into, you know, being jealous, having envy, looking at somebody going, man, they have it all together. They're so good. Like for me, I was putting out content since social began all around real estate, and making money in real estate. So it was like a highlight reel of Lamborghinis and big checks and mansions and lifestyle and uh, you know it doesn't matter and, and this is what you kind of discover um at least in my experience the more money i made i found myself uh hiding a lot of my pain in that achievement and you kind of wake up one day and you realize like you kind of built yourself a luxury prison it's an mm. odd feeling yeah the more in and, and it's it's there is some truth that money doesn't create happiness. I don't get me wrong. Let me just make this clear real quick. I love money. Yeah. I love making money. I love talking money. Yeah. I have a great relationship with money. I want you to make a lot of money. Like I'm a big fan of, of winner winning in the money game. Yeah. But there is truth. Like I was very unhappy for a very long period of time, no matter how much I had. And there was sort, there was moments where, you know, I'd pull up in the roles felt good. People recognized me, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as I pulled away and it was just me by myself, that voice in my head was still there. And, uh, so look, li- li- I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say life was awful. I was just in a place where I was completely out of alignment. If I'm being honest
1: Fair, No, you. that No, that, that's, well, that's the point. Like, yeah. I, I feel like so many of us, like when you start to find some moniker of success, you start to seek validation internally through things. And I think we've all sort of done that through the lifestyle, through those things. And it becomes the next level, the next level, the next level. Like I have a guy here that works for us here, right? And I have this conversation with him all the time and he is really, really good at what we do, at what happens here. He, he's an exceptional agent and just crushes. And he's a seven figure agent as far as earnings, but yet it, it's never enough you know what I mean? And it's like, you need to spend time with your, your kids are only little ones. So you need to, you need to take time for yourself to try to find some validation in something
0: other than just the success. Cause I think that, I think that he's headed where you were. I yeah. Think. Well, here, here's the reality of it right now. If you were to see my life, I'm actually in alignment. Yeah. I'm in alignment with my words. I'm in alignment with my thoughts, my actions, my purpose my girl, everything, like every part with my kids, with my spiritual side, with my health game, everything is happening for me. And it's funny because back then I was always successful. Yeah. Right? Like all the things you said in the intro, those are all true. I was winning financially, but I was not winning in almost every other department. My my health was completely out of of whack uh, because I was working so much. It's very hard to find time to go to the gym and uh, to do stuff when like eat healthy and all that, when you're, when you're just so buried in the hustle and also with my relationship, you know, I was, I was in a relationship for 18 years. I was married for 14 Mm -hmm. for many of those years towards the end. Uh, I hid in work. I didn't want to be at home. I didn't want to, uh, in that relationship to be honest you yeah. know it's like and no, nothing against my ex it's just I wasn't happy and but I was hiding it nobody would have known she never knew my kids didn't know on the surface it felt very normal but deep inside I was really really struggling and so I would hide at work constantly and I tell men all the time listen there's so many yellow light behaviors that start happening when you start disconnecting from the truth the 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 truth is you can win on all the levels yeah the truth is you should murder it in the health game you should murder it because you only have one body yeah you know most people are overweight they look like shit they're setting the worst standard for their their friends and their family and they wonder why people don't respect them yeah they wonder why people don't bet on them you look like shit you got titties (laughs) Like, like, to be honest, like you're you're fat and it is what it is. And you put yourself there. That's the sad thing. I put myself in that position where I, I chose to, to, to get up at four in the morning. And instead of going for a power walk and, you know, maybe eating something healthy and going to the gym or something like that, I'm, I immediately go and put myself right into defense. I'm, I'm checking email. I'm reading the news. I'm responding to text messages. I'm working at four in the morning thinking. Yeah, I'm killing it. I'm, I'm putting in those extra hours of the grind. Yeah, it was just the wrong grind. It was the wrong, wrong energy because I, and, and so I was I was losing in that front. I was losing on the on the spiritual side. I didn't even have a relationship with God at all. How did you know that you were out of alignment? Like what were the, well, what it, were the it, it was a it was a buildup. It was a buildup. And, and I think the question you have to ask yourself is why aren't you getting to the next level? Cause we all say we want it, right? We all want, we want to scale. We want to grow. We want to dominate. We want to get to that next level. But why aren't you getting there? Why aren't opportunities coming to you? Why are you sitting there looking at other people that are absolutely dominating and going, they're no better than me. Why isn't it happening for me? Yeah, And it's because you're out of alignment. That's 99% of it. It's your psychology that's out of whack. People don't want to give you those opportunities. And even if they show up, you're going to fumble the bag anyway. And that's because, like, for me, it started really small. It just started with, first off, me hiding in work. work. And, then, and then justifying a lot of my actions, like, uh, why, why don't I have a relationship with God? I, I grew up, you know, in a family where my, mo- my mom and my grandparents were heavily, heavily religious. And they scared the shit out of me, to be honest with you. You know, my, my grandparents were Pentecostal. Spoken tongues, yeah. Snake handling crazy is all. Get out, (laughs) you know. And the Ted show, yeah, yeah. And one time when I was a young kid, my grandpa pinned me in a corner when, when. My grandparents used to live with us because we didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, started speaking in tongues for like 15 minutes. Imagine a little kid pinned in the corner, desperately wanting to get out. <laughs> oh, shit. I was scared to death and he's speaking in tongues. And at the end of it, and his eyes are rolled back and he's kind of shaking and doing this weird shit. And at the end of it, he came back to like reality and he grabbed me by my face and he kind of shook my head a little bit. And he said, someday you're going to be a great pastor and going to lead a big flock. And I was like, fuck you that, Nope. from that second <laughs> why, board. Why
1: am I just picturing like that old creepy guy from Poltergeist like, doing this yeah, with the hat on? Well,
0: you know, what's funny is he was a little German weird guy. Feeny fingers. He did have feeny face. fingers, but he was like a, a short meaty guy. Okay. So just imagine like yeah. a little man like yeah. shaking. It's even worse. <laughs> and uh, so, Terrifying. you know, and then, and then my mom, she was heavily religious. And so it was just overwhelming religion yeah. energy, and it was too just much. too much. And I, I, I personally don't like the monetization of religion. Yeah, you know, it's just a big money play. And and being an entrepreneur, I like it, but I also don't respect it because it's like, I'm here to have a connection with God and it's like all about making money. Yeah.
1: I would say that the, the, the nuns at my Catholic school beat the Catholicism out of me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause back, yeah, back then they could, they, it was a free They could do whatever they wanted. Yeah. It was not
0: good. I would. So I'm out of alignment spiritually and, and I'm out of alignment health wise. I'm out of alignment with my business partners and my friends. Well, real
1: quick though, back up to the work. Did you ever
0: find yourself
1: like, cause one of my favorite things that I, that somebody said on this show in a long time was somebody, we were talking about integrity and they said, your definition of integrity is wrong. And I was like, what do you mean? They said, mm-hmm. well, most people th- like, what do you think the definition of integrity is?
0: What's the definition? I mean, I I would just saying, I would say it's, it's your ability to keep promises to yourself and to others.
1: There you go. Okay. That's the key. Cause most people look at integrity is doing what you say you will do when you tell other people and they're like, that's bullshit because there's implied consequence to promises to others that if you break them, there is a consequence. True integrity is keeping promises to yourself because there is no consequence other than the consequences you impose on yourself.
0: Yeah. Winners keep their commitments. Yeah. To and themselves. I, I
1: thought that was yeah. so profound when I heard that. So do you find yourself realizing like I'm at work just to be at work?
0: Well, I knew I was hiding. Okay. I knew I was hiding my, it, look, men do this all the time. They hide their pain and vices, they alcohol, drugs, gambling, porn, women, uh, whatever that is and in some of us psychopaths do all of it and really lean in on work yeah you know and and for me that was the only thing i can control mm-hmm. i was so out of control at home uh, and and everywhere else that it was the only place i found any solitude where i was like okay i can do this yeah and not lose my mind but you do that for a decade and yeah you get the cars and you get the houses and all that stuff but you build the luxury prison along the way yeah and What happened for me, and and some men need slapped, some of them need punched, and guys like me need ran the fuck over. Yeah, Before I'm willing to hear the truth or accept the reality, or the hardest part is surrender. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I wasn't willing to surrender. I, if you would have asked me two years ago, "How are you doing?" I would say, "Oh, I'm great. Everything's great. I'm well, murdering because, it. Look well, at me. Look at me online. Look at me in my bank account. No, I'm but that's it.
1: because that's the mentality. Push through. Push through. Push through. Push through. Yeah. Push. Push. Like, what makes you so successful is also, to a certain extent, what hinders you from from personal growth when you need it. Yeah.
0: So what happens is you start making these choices, and I call it yellow light behavior. It's easy to know when you're doing red light shit. Like, yeah. You're, 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 you're blowing Coke off a of hooker's butt. Yeah, you know, I was like, you can't yeah, be doing that's that. That's a problem. You know, that's wrong. <laughs> yes. It's the yellow light shit that gets you. And it's these little, like, it's like a death by a thousand cuts. It's these little moments where it's like you respond to the DM of a, a, a beautiful uh. girl. You got 50 DMs from all these dudes and yeah. one hot chick and and you choose to spend a minute to respond to her. Shouldn't do that. Yeah. It's the... It's the, um, it's, you can still
1: justify it if you had to, to somebody else. Yeah. No, I no, just, no, no, just, no, I'm just responding. Yeah, I'm just responding. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I always do.
0: respond. Yeah. What I do. And, and it's the, it's the hanging out after a, a live event and, uh, you know, just soaking up that ego energy just a little too long and paying attention to the girls a little bit too much. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I never was crossing the line, but I was looking back, I was, I was, it was these little like things where it was like, I liked the attention. I liked the conversations. I, I started opening up in a now in my relationship that would never happen yeah. in a million years. Good I would to see you. Take care. Yeah. Yeah. T- thanks see, for coming. Zero, zero. <laughs> like I don't watch porn. I don't do any of that yeah. stuff. Like I'm so fulfilled right now, but and you start doing it where you're making decisions to stay at work a little longer, you're making decisions to, Uh, you know, like I said, not, not, not work out, not do this, not do that, hiding vices. And that yellow light becomes easier and easier and easier to do. And so what, what happened for me personally is I got to a point where I was, I was going through these motions, but I felt like a zombie. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't feeling any joy, any fulfillment, any happiness. So I couldn't figure out why I'm not getting into the next level. Everything was a struggle. And sometimes when year and years, years go by and you just feel like, God, I'm working so hard and I'm, I'm doing all the right things. At least I thought I was doing all yeah. the right things, but nothing's breaking through. What gives? And then all of a sudden life kind of slaps you around. And this is what I meant by being ran over. Mm-hmm. In a single year, I knew emotionally I wanted a divorce. I had already started talking openly about wanting a divorce. Um, we were, I, I had already started to see somebody else. I had let Shannon know that I was yeah. going to see somebody else and she was starting to open up to uh, uh, other relationships. So we were kind of like separating. And at the same time, my mom was dying of cancer mmm So it was like all this shit and my kids didn't know. And I was scared to death to tell my kids and my mom's dying and my dad's losing his mind and I don't have a very big family. So all this like pain was starting to like, and pressure was starting to happen in my life. And it got to a point where my mom was dying in my arms and it was the last like 48 hours. And if you've ever been around anybody who's passed away of cancer or anything tragic, it's awful. Yeah, it's terrible the noises, the gurgling, the writhing in pain, that administering of lorazepam or whatever it's called and, and morphine. Yeah. And your dad's in the corner just losing his shit. And your mom is like curled up and all, all Ridge. Like it just yeah. looks like death. It smells like death. It sounds like death. And you're just sitting there contemplating your life in that moment going like, what the fuck is going on? How did I get here? Yeah. All the money in the world. I would give it all the way right now to have my mom healthy I'd give it all away to be in a healthy relationship and to be in love. And, 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 and I'd do anything to get back in alignment with my words. And I just hit this like moment where it was like rock bottoms basement. And you finally just get to this low, low level where you just surrender. And anybody listening, I hope you get there faster than, than later, because it forced me to do the one thing I wish I would have done a decade or two earlier, I would have made so much more money. I'd be so much more powerful. I'd be able to make so so much more of an impact, John, if I would have done this one thing. Yeah. Got yourself in alignment. Went and got professional help. Yeah. Well, that what a step that is.
1: And, and first, I want to back up a little bit because I want to say something, which is when, when my father passed, and it was the same thing, I was holding his hand as he passed with the lorazepam and all that stuff, and I, I did all that stuff too. And, yes, that had a profound effect on me. And the thing that made me feel better in that moment was within, I don't remember who, I don't even remember who it was now, but somebody sent me a text message when they found out my father had passed and they said, your father doesn't go until he no longer has, until he knows he has no more lessons to teach his son. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel profoundly better in that moment. And that's a great thi- thought, by but, the way. But, but I'm thinking about this, man, I'm thinking about this in this situation which is maybe the opposite end of that. Maybe maybe God knew that your mom had one more lesson to teach you, and having you have to go through that with her was the catalyst that pushed you over the edge
0: to do these things. I actually believe that. I was flying back from San Diego. So one of the first things I did after my mom passed is I flew to San Diego to hang out with my best friend, Billy Jean. Mm-hmm. And I was flying back from San Diego, and I was on the plane. It was the first time I had ever felt my mom's spirit all around me. Love that. And it was this deep energy of like things are moving. I'm moving things for you. Yeah. Within a week of getting back, um, I checked myself into psychological counseling services in Scottsdale, Arizona. Well, let's
1: let's talk about that. So. I want to talk, cause there's a lot of people that probably need that same level of help. If you need any help talking to anybody and his guys were so programmed to just mm. now it's like Bill Burr says, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to fucking keep trudging on until I have a heart attack and die at 50. And that's how it is. And like my father, whatever. And, and we're so programmed. So how did you come to that decision? Did, did you talk to other people? Was this an internal well, process? It,
0: yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's like I said, when you're in rock bottom and you're kind of desperate for an answer. And you're looking around, like if at that moment, if somebody would have talked to me about my mom's death or my biggest fear, I've only felt true love, instant love, love at first sight two times in my life. Kids. The first, not both kids. The first time was with my daughter, Mm Brinley. When I... When she was born, it was like an angel kicked me in the heart. Yeah, and it was different. It was the first time I had ever felt uh, just this deep, internal connection, with no reason other than it yeah. was just pure joy and love. I didn't feel that with Hudson. I don't get me wrong. I loved him. It was a different energy. It was yeah. more of like, a, okay, I'm a response. I'm going to be yeah. responsible for this kid, and we're going to do great things together. And I can't wait to be his dad and teach him how the world works. And like, oh, yeah. it was more like, you know, dad shit my my daughter was different. It was like, love, love, well, love. No,
1: I always say that because when my friends that have daughters and they finally have a son, I'm like, great. You finally have a child you can discipline because <laughs> <Yes.
0: laughs> yeah. I have zero ability to discipline
1: my that's, daughter. That's how it is. My son, no problem. Get your ass out of bed. Let's go. My daughter, whatever you want, princess.
0: Yeah. Whatever and it's the opposite dollars. for the, for the moms. Oh yeah. Oh it's my the God. Oh, yeah. for, the for sure. Uh, but yeah. And then when I met Maria, the girl I'm with, who happens to be in the studio watching us have this conversation. You can't see her, but she's like. Yeah, she's, she's a perfect 10. And those two moments I I told her, the second I looked at her in the eyes, I went, uh-oh. oh Uh -oh." And I would have never met Maria if I wouldn't have gotten out of my old situation. And so it's like, that's why I'm saying like, now, if you look at me, I'm in so much alignment. Every great thing is happening for me. But in that moment, I was spinning out of control. My number one fear was telling my kids that you are going to treatment? No, that I was getting Getting a divorce divorce and I'm out and dad's leaving. Yeah. It's the worst, scariest pain in the world. No, no, no father wants to do that to their kids. And I'm just fast forwarding. And I'm like thinking, God, how many girls did I hook up with? Because they had daddy issues, (laughs) right? It's like, no shit. Like I was such a good club. I like had daddy issue radar. It's It's like, uh, oh, I know, I know, (laughs) I know, I know who to talk to tonight at the club. There we go. You know, but it's just like. I'm scared to death of that. And so I had this, all this anxiety and it was like overwhelming. I couldn't breathe. It's funny when, when, when somebody has anxiety, nobody around them can tell them shit. If you walk up on somebody that has anxiety, you're like, dude, you're overthinking it. Yeah. It doesn't work. Calm down. Yeah. It's all <laughs> good. Works. Everything's going to be good there. You're as soon as you elevate above the forest, you're gonna yeah. be able to see the reason why it's like, shut the fuck up. I am dying. <laughs> I got God. problems. I can't, I can't breathe, bro. Yeah. Um, And so, when you're at that moment i just was like for the first time ever i was like you know what i think i need help because if you would have talked to me about telling my kids or talk to me about my mom dying it was like a level eight to ten like panic attack yeah and so i i started looking around and i found this place psychological counseling service so anyway i called him up and i said hey I want to come in for your week long intensive. What's that like? And how much does that cost? And I said, it's 10,000 bucks. And we have an opening, but it's not for a couple weeks, like, like maybe a month, like three, four weeks out, we can get you in. We're very busy and mm-hmm. they're, they're world renowned for addiction clinics and all this stuff. Okay. And I'm like, that's not going to work. I need it like tomorrow. I need to check in like I'm now. In, yeah. yeah. And they're like, it doesn't work like that. Like there's a lot of people that need that. And I said, you don't know me. I literally went to the bank, got, a thousand dollars in cash. Drove over there and greased the lady at the front desk, and That's I said, like, get me in." Hire, fire somebody. Hire me. Like, get me in. Yeah. And the lady must have felt the desperation on my face because she was just like, "Okay, I'm not taking your money, but yeah, we'll get you in. We're, I'm getting you in." And so a couple of days later I show up and it was the best experience of my life. I was happened to be with like six or seven other high performing men. We went through this week long experience where I did every type of therapy under the sun, horse therapy, acting therapy, group therapy, one-on-one therapy. My favorite was the EMDR therapy. What's that? Uh, it's like uh it's um, rapid eye movement um, mixed with neurolinguistic pro- reprogramming. And so what they do essentially not the look it up cause I'm not an expert at defining it, but essentially what it's either with a light bar or with buzzers in your hands. And essentially what they're doing is they're firing each side of your brain. Bzz, 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 right, left. Bzz, 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 bzz. As then, they do what? As you're as they're playing like this like calming music and the lights are kind of down, it's like this meditative state. And the therapist walks you through these traumatic experiences in your life. Because one of the first things I did when I showed up there is we built something called a trauma egg. It's literally imagine if I asked you, John, I did you have a good childhood growing up? Yeah, everybody's like, sure, it was great. Yeah, Yeah, it was okay, right? When you really get into it. And then you open up this trauma egg and you literally line item out year after year, your entire life story of every moment, something traumatic happened, no matter the degree or level of it. And then you define like, this is what happened. This is your experience. This is what should have happened. This is the feeling you should have received from the people around you. and. all of a sudden you build this egg and you got like 95 line items on this thing and it's a visual and you're just staring at it. And so now the therapist has something to work off of because you kind of prioritize the worst one. So like take my mom dying. Yeah. If I would have thought about it, level eight to 10. By the time you'd go through a couple EMDR sessions, it's a level zero. So now I could talk about it. There's no like crying. There's no physical yeah, reaction. Yeah. It's just like me and you having a conversation about it, but that wasn't the case back then. And so we did that. I did imagine going to 12 to 14 hours of therapy per day for seven days in a row with no distractions. Yeah. It's like full-on immersion immersion. It's a having open heart surgery on in your inner child. And oh. I wish I would have done that a decade or two earlier because I showed up from that moment forward. I had clarity on who I am. And the biggest lesson I took from doing the therapy is this, You cannot give what you do not have, meaning I can't give you, John, unconditional love as my business partner, as my friend, as a, as a team member, as a significant other, if I don't even have unconditional love for myself. Hmm. And that's the big breakthrough is people don't truly unconditionally love themselves. Meaning like what you said about integrity, are you, willing and able to look in the mirror and keep that promise to yourself over the course of Mm your life and and the truth is i wasn't i wasn't being a man right now there's all this you know talk about where's the masculinity you can't be masculine is not about being tough and hairy and muscular and Mm -hmm. and you know aggressive it's about being healed it's about showing up as your true authentic self and being able to be the man you need to be, the leader you need to be for everybody around you. When my kids look at me, they see the standard setter. Right now, for the first time in my life, I have a six pack. Yeah. You know, I'm murdering it in the gym game. It's just, I've made it a priority. I go to church, I read the Bible, I pray every day, I'm working that spiritual muscle. I'm not saying I'm a great Christian or anything right now. I got a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. but I'm working on it. What, what so I want to back up again, cause you just unpacked a lot,
1: but let's talk about through the treatment. So you, you got, you got back to broke or you got back to alignment through the treatment of seven days. What's, did did they give you some skill
0: sets coming out of
1: that to maintain that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yes. Yeah. So they teach you about green light, yellow light, red light behaviors. Mm -hmm. They teach you about these things called intimacy circles and making sure that the right people are in the right circle. And that way you're focused on the right things at the right time. Um, But no, it's not like that. Therapy is, You know, it's it's just like continuing to do ice bath treatments, um, breath work, somatic release breath work, um, stuff like that. It's ongoing. It's just like going to the gym. I'm it's it's, I'm going to be working on myself forever. Sure. But it was it was more about it felt like 10,000 pounds were lifted off my chest. It felt like I had some clarity for the first time in my life to just know like, Hey, I am not operating in alignment. So I am going to make a list of the things I want to be back in alignment with. And I'm just going to start working on them just as vigorously as I do in my business, my business to make money. And what's funny is when I put the money-making thing to the side for a second, and I put first thing I did after I went to my now ex-wife and confessed all my sins and, and, and told her, listen, you will see, we will have a better relationship through our divorce and in the future than we've ever had being married. Mm -hmm. That's my commitment to you and the kids. I will provide women want three things. They want, be, well, I, love, yeah,
1: I she, love, I love, for those of you, you who won't, won't be able to see this because you're watching from home, Cody's significant other who's been diligently looking on her phone. I'm assuming working hard or whatever it is you're to come there. But as soon as that perked up, she, her eyes shot up so quick. Women want three things.
0: She went, taking
1: notes? <laughs> yeah. What, what do I want, Cody? Let's hear the answer Yeah, yeah. No, they
0: want three things. It's real simple. They want you to be a great provider. Mm-hmm. They want you to be a great protector. Mm-hmm. And they want you to be present. Fair. And if you could show up and give them getting three, a head nod. So yeah, yeah, the, the, if you yes. give them this, these three things, they're going to buy in. Right. And if you and I was a great provider, I was an average protector because I wasn't that healthy. And I, I wasn't showing up the way I was. And I wasn't setting the standard for the family and the kids and all yeah. that stuff. Um, so eh, eh, meh, I, I would get like a CRD mm. in the protector category at the moment. And I was the worst at being present. Like that was the big failure. And that's why my marriage failed. I think that's it's, the problem with everybody. It's right one now. degree separation going in two different. Degr- imagine two people starting off really strong, but going one degree in two different directions over a fi- 18 year period. Mm-hmm. You wake up on the other side of a canyon and you're like, how'd you get over there? Yeah, it's awful. It's and it's and it sucks because, um, you know, it's avoidable.
1: Well, so let's talk about being present, because I think that's interesting to talk about you know, in this day and age of social media, and you're a giant in social media, I think you're a million people on Instagram, whatever it is, YouTube's giant, all of these things are giant. How much time do you spend on your phone?
0: Less now than before, but, um, you know, I, I guess it really depends on if I'm traveling a lot, but here's what I don't do on my phone. You'll never see me wake up and check the news. You'll never see me check my email. Yeah, you'll never see me respond really to text message. I hate it. Like before, before, a certain period of time, if I'm ever on my phone, it's I'm a I'm a creator. I'm creating content for my brand. Yeah, in my messaging and stuff like that. But it's not. There's there, it's all offense, no defense. Yeah, and so I'm very protective. Over that Now, I do need to get better. There are times, Marie even said the other day, sometimes it's just a bad habit. If I'm like, we're on a date night, and my phone is on the table, and there's like a moment break in like the conversation, I grab the phone, and she's like, hey, why are you always grabbing your phone? It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know why I'm grabbing my phone. It's just- Because you're programmed to grab it. Yeah. (sighs) Uh, Sons of bitches making these things. Yeah, but what I mean by present is when I'm in- her presence in my kids presence, when I'm in my business partner's presence, I'm there. Yeah. I am focused. They are my number one priority in that moment for, for a reason. And I've, I let everything else kind of fade off into the, the distance.
1: Yeah. That that's a muscle that I've got to definitely get stronger with. Cause I, I find that is in it. In it I, I hate it when she says it. Cause she's fucking right when she says it. But when my wife is like, did you even hear what I just said? And I didn't. Oh. Yeah. I fucking hate it because I you know, I just like yeah. I don't even realize that's what's happening. Yeah. And I just it makes me feel terrible for that reason. So that yeah, that's a well, muscle I gotta get better at.
0: I uh, you're a dude. Yeah. Dudes I mean, dudes have that
1: in yeah. I think that's a natural thing. I always think of what a dumb a dumber when he's like, Yeah, she broke up with me. She put a letter, I don't know, she said I didn't listen to her. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> what
0: <laughs> yeah but the outcome of putting in the work and this is this is the good part of the podcast is yeah. the outcome of putting in that work and going and whether it's something crazy like a intensive week-long intensive because I I have found that the the talk therapy over once a week doesn't work yeah that's just like a a a complaint fest or a, a puking of information that never really leads to a result. That's why I like those type, like acting therapy actually gave me a result. What was that? What was that acting, acting therapy? therapy? Literally? You're a group of men and the, the the coach the therapist grabbed one of us and said I'm giving an example. This is not real or what really happened But let's say somebody was molested or had a traumatic event sure. as a child Imagine having to dress up and reenact that pain while the rest of us were playing different roles in that kid's life. And we had to interact with that adult. Wow. Acting like they're that kid while they're dressed up with scarfs and props and stuff. And then the coach is kind of coaching us through it and saying like, now if you were angry and you said something hurtful in that moment, what would you say? And I'm like acting as if I'm like this mean dad at the moment. And by the time we're done, everybody's losing their mind. You're just drained. Oh, we are, we're, we're losing it. We're crying. We're, we're the one person that's going through the experience is like convulsing. It's just like this traumatic thing. But then you slowly, as you, as you get them there, then you slowly start building it back up of what should have happened and what could have happened and, and what life needs to feel like when you're safe and you're whole and you're loved and it's unconditional. And, and it's this weird experience that when you're done, everybody kind of like embraces and you're just like, wow, that was so powerful. I never would have thought that I would ever want to do acting therapy or even get a result out of it, but it, it does stay with you. It, it, it's so funny. I mean, I, I- I mean, I, I can't even imagine <laughs> that's
1: nuts, but but it's, it's interesting to me. And just so you know, like when all this was kind of going on, I, I saw you in Tampa and I saw you then. And two things happened when, when I saw you in Tampa. Number one, you just, we just started talking about this really freely. And my first thought was like, man, this is a, wow. Fucking Spurbs is just, a, you know, really open about this. And, and it made me feel like, well, I'm glad I could be there for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm glad I could be there. But then a, a couple minutes later, like I saw you talking to a couple people about it. And I thought to myself, holy shit, like S- Spurbs is enlightened, man. This is, uh, yeah. this is next level. Cause it's, cause I agree with you, man. There's a stigma of men about, you know, ah, fucking Bill Burr. I'll just you know, march on until I die. But then when you, but, but I think when you can have those conversations about what's really happening between the ears with other men and it shows them, well, maybe that's okay. I have that conversation. I was fucking leading from it, leading from the front. We,
0: we, we, we have this insane friend group, right? And we're behind the scenes behind the stage and we're, we're hanging out with everybody and, and, and there's thousands of people in the audience and they all paid to hear us speak or whatever. But we know the truth. We know we're all, no matter how successful you are, you're all, we're all duct taped together. In Mm -hmm. some way, no matter how cool you are, how successful you are, there's parts of your life that are duct taped together. And so, like, I feel like just like when I discovered that real estate is the vehicle that everybody should learn about and be in to build generational wealth. And once I went from being a broke bookkeeper to making my first million dollars by 28, multiple millions by 30, retiring my parents that same year, living this life I never in a million years dreamed I would live. I felt when, once I cracked the financial code, that it was my obligation to share it with other yeah. people. It's my duty. It's not an option. It's an obligation. And when I felt that way about financial stuff, why wouldn't I feel that way about personal development the, and the psychology of winning the life game just as much as the money game. And that's why I go around and tell people, and that's why I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful for this platform that you put together and allow me to share. Cause there's somebody out there that's doing the bullshit right now. Oh yeah. They're making the excuses. They're procrastinating on the things that they should be focusing on. They're hiding their pain and achievement or vices or whatever. They're playing small, acting small, thinking small. They're setting the worst standard and they're a fucking loser of life. And they don't even know how they got there. And they just woke up one day and they're, and they're drowning in this negative energy. Yeah. And they are one decision away from, from changing, regrouping and getting back on track. And it starts with, Total and extreme ownership of the truth. That is step one. Yeah,
1: I think, well, I think, okay, let's talk about that. Because I think that is, you talked about obesity
0: earlier, being an epidemic in this country. I think I said uh, man titties, but yeah. Man titties,
1: same thing, same thing. So- which I'm sorry, how are the Kardashians not come out with bras for man
0: titties yet? I well mean, maybe be, be now be that now, that, in, now that, that what is it, Skims is Whatever sponsoring is. the NFL? Yeah, maybe man now
1: t- man titties from the Kardashians. There you yeah. go. There's your new there's your new billion dollar idea, Chris. You're welcome. There it is. Um but no, well, you talked about that being an epidemic, but I think I think the lack of self awareness and the lack of self
0: accountability is a bigger well, I mean, is a bigger way easier to, in this to uh deny the truth than it is to face it. Yeah. I, I just takes it, a meltdown. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It takes a meltdown, but I don't think it always needs about.
1: does it take that a full meltdown to stop pointing the finger and start pulling the thumb and understanding the fucking problem might
0: be you. I mean, yeah, I think it does. Cause everybody's a <laughs> mental wussy. Yeah. 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 Nobody wants to take ownership.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some people do, but those are the, the, the killers in life. Yeah. No, um. uh,
1: it's yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I look, there's a lot of things that that we explain away. And I was thinking about this because I knew I was talking to you this week. And I'm like, I went through the face thing, um, which is currently fully in remission, thank God. Um, and before that, you know, I blew my knee out five years ago. And I'm thinking to suck because I see you running every day on social media, yeah. running every day. And I told myself after my knee got blown out in a bizarre Mardi Gras accident that we won't talk about. <laughs> I got tackled on a Mardi Gras float and dislocated. Dude, it
0: happens. To the it best happens of to the best. Yeah.
1: No, it's literally Mardi Gras stopped because they had to ambulance me off the float. No literally. way. Yes, it did. Oh, yes, that's did. amazing. Which is great. But anyway, um, but after that, like my knees never been like a percent right after that surgery. So now it's not never been. Right. So now you're more of an elliptical guy. No, 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 no. But here's the thing. I told myself I couldn't run anymore. Mm. And I've decided this week that that's bullshit. Self-imposed
0: mental roadblock.
1: I, I, I self-impose that on myself. because yeah. I, and, and I do the, you know, I get my 10,000 steps every, whatever it is, or, you know, whatever I do with whatever I do. And as I'm doing the steps every day, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to turn this treadmill up to fucking five. And I'm just going to jog for one minute. Okay. And then the next time I get on, I'm going to try to just jog for two minutes. Yeah. And I'm going to see what's going to happen. And yeah, I, you know, that's something that with me, the the face, like I was in great shape before the face thing happened. That really fucked me up, but now I'm getting back there. And I think it's being honest with those self-imposed things. I told myself I couldn't run. The doctor never told me never to run again. Yeah. I told myself I couldn't do it.
0: Well, like right now it's like starting to get cold, you know, winter's coming in. It's funny. Cause I just heard David Goggins speak. And that guy's so hardcore, right? It's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's so, it's so extreme that you're kind of like, I love it. I like watching it, but you know, I'm, I don't know. That's not necessarily my personality. And, uh, but he said one thing and I've adopted it and it's been great. What is it? Um, he said, um, every morning when I'm out, running at like 3.34 AM and I'm by myself and there's nobody around. There's no cameras around. There's no, nobody's filming me. I'm just running by myself and it's dark and I'm just passing by street light after street light after street light and empty cars and houses with all the lights off. He goes, I just sit there and think to myself as I'm running by all those empty cars and all those houses that I'm just, running in front of these people, snatching their fucking souls. And every Jesus house Christ. I pass by, I'm like a soul collector. And I'm just <laughs> snatching souls and snatching souls. And I'm just watching this and I'm thinking to myself, holy Ooh. moly, that's insane. Yeah. From that day forward. Goaties Sperber soul four snatcher. 4.30 AM, I'm soul <laughs> snatching, you know? And it's been snatchin'. the great it's like the weirdest mindset shift, but it feels so good because it's such a great way for me to start my day. Out there just getting after it. Well, let's talk about that. What what is what is what is this
1: and I know you do the same thing every day. What's the morning spurber routine? I know you don't check you. What lots
0: is it? Lots of lots of sex. What is it? Lots, lots of sex. Lots of sex. No, I'm just kidding. All right.
1: So when the bellboy leaves the room, I'm no, I'm kidding. kidding. That's it. And even
0: if that is I'm okay, kidding. that's I'm okay. Not kidding. Go ahead. No, no. So what's the how's the spurber day start? Yeah, you know, it's uh it's it's pretty simple i guess it's you know i i wake up pretty early probably by 4 30 alarm
1: or, ne- or alarm or, or no alarm no, no we alarm. don't need
0: an alarm just get up we don't need an alarm and and i can get up earlier i've been actually forcing myself to get up later because maria i don't want to totally enjoy <laughs> her at 4 30 a.m yeah uh but uh but uh yeah 4 30 i'm starting to wake up, I normally get up, slam a giant thing of like Smart Water, and okay. then uh, I take some Surge. I own a supplement company yep. called O Snap, and we have a product called Surge, and it's liquid nutrition. So anyway, I I slam a Surge. It's got two hundred and seventy five milligrams of clean green coffee, yeah. clean energy. Hmm. It's the best energy. I don't know how we produced it. We got lucky, but it was great, great energy. And it's super clean with no jitters, no crash. And it's great pre-workout and it fires your ass up in the morning. So I take that and I go do fasted cardio because we don't have sugar in our products. As long as you don't break your fast in the morning it's a great thing to do to slam a bunch of water and then do fasted cardio. Mm -hmm. That could be a power walk. That could be a a light jog. I'm not, I'm not hauling ass. I'm not trying to win a race, but I do a light jog, but I, I can can go pretty far now. So, um, you know, I normally run for an hour, something like that, about a solid hour, hour and a half sometimes if I'm feeling like it. And, uh, and then when I'm done, I come and I slam a protein shake. Normally by then I'm grabbing Maria and, she wants to go for a walk. So then I now do another walk with her. Okay, So I'm like doubling it up with the cardio in the morning. But then um, eventually if I have the kids, so now that I'm divorced, I, I have the kids every other weekend. So yeah. when the kids are there, I'm all kids from that point forward. Mm-hmm. If uh, I don't have the kids, then it's immediate, uh, eat a bunch of protein, go to the gym. And normally I'm done because this is one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur. And I highly encourage people get financially wealthy whether that's through entrepreneurship or whatever, but, you know, I can afford the greatest healthcare. I can afford to not show up to my office until 10, 11, because I've created my schedule in a way where I can be productive in the other hours, but I made health a priority. So normally before 10 a.m., It's all health. It's all health. It's all health. Yep, and and nice breakfast, and spending quality time with my girl or with my kids, and custom supplements or standard supplements. Actually, I'm bio. I'm like you, dude. I'm biohacking, I'm I'm a nut job at this point. Where'd you go? um, Who's Doctor D? Doctor D from Biohacks. Um, and so I got you know a huge amount of pills. You know all the different vitamins and stuff. How many take a day? I take probably about fourteen pills a day, maybe sixteen pills. Dude, Ari Rastegar. 140 pills a day. See, I can't do that, but I do <laughs> take up wild. to 5 to 7 shots a day. Oh, okay. So, but, I'm supplementing. So, so the non-pills are liquid and I'm injecting it. And what are, so what what
1: are those? Are those your Oh man, p-
0: Mic um uh god, I don't even know the names of it. if I I I could give you a list, it's everything. but it's everything. Um a lot of biotin, how often do you 90 days, 60 days, uh, once a quarter, I'm doing once blood. a quarter. Yep. I'm doing blood and, and I have them on call. There's a, uh, the way my biohacking regiment works is I got about nine people in a group text from all the nurse practitioners to my doctor, to Dr. D to all well, the assistants, anything I need. They're like a doctor on call at the yeah. same time. Concierge, yeah. And they're like a concierge service. And then at the same time, they do my blood work and make sure um, I, I'm actually doing the anti aging thing (laughs) because that's the goal of it. is to kind of reverse the aging process and uh i'm not gonna lie it's a pain in the ass like even traveling here i had to take like you know a fucking kit with me full of like ice packs and shots and some shots need to be refrigerated and some don't and your ass hurts all the time and you're constantly massaging the shot area because you're injecting liquid in your butt cheeks yeah so it's a commitment. I thought they looked fuller when you yeah, walked in. You know, I, did, I,
1: I didn't want to make it weird, but I thought so. I'm like- You don't need implants. Brazilian just biohack. Like, what, what are we doing here? There it is.
0: Yeah. Anything
1: with like- um, But I
0: feel better. I really do. I sleep yeah. better. I sleep like a champion. I feel better. Um, Maria mentioned the other day, she goes, dude, I don't know how you have more energy than a 22-year-old. Yeah. Because I And that's how I feel. I feel like I could run through a fucking brick wall oh. right now and punch a rhinoceros in his face. Like it, that it, kind of energy is, I've never had until- there. Lately,
1: anything else like because we just we just added Brown's gas, which is hydrogen. We just added that. Now, what do you do with that?
0: This a, just, yeah. Are we huffing it?
1: We're, yeah. We're, no, no. We're, yeah. You put a little, you have the monocle thing, that, not monocles, but the nose thing that goes in with the tube. Really? And it just creates high, high levels of hyd- of hydrogen. And we just added that. Okay. We added hydrogen water. So I have a machine that spins yeah, up I high concentrated that. hydrogen water. We did that. Uh, we already have the EWAT training. So I've got the big oxygen bag that hangs on the wall in front of the Peloton. We've got that. Yeah. We've got the EMF mat. Do you have that?
0: Uh, not the yet. Super, oh, the no. super low. Email I, I just out. got my ice bath. Um How is it? See, dude, I, that's one of those things I want, but I'm like. Dude. So, so this, this uh, husband and wife, local startup I saw company I saw called Desert Plunge. Yeah. Called me up and said, Hey, Cody, our daughters go to school together. And I've been talking about doing ice baths and stuff. We want to come over and, and set you up with one of our ice baths. Um It's the most affordable ice baths and it's great for hot weather environments like Vegas, like Phoenix. And essentially they, they converted a grizzly cooler into this ice bath and they're, you know, between three to 4,000 bucks, you get this super high quality ice bath and I've been doing it. We've been doing it almost every day. It is a game changer. Is it? And it's funny because I was taking a group of um, my high-end mastermind students out on a lake one time for a little party. And I get this random call from Andy Frisella. Andy Frisella from First Form. Sure. Good friend of mine, but n- never calls me. Like, never. And one day he just calls me. And I'm like, I step out from the lake. And I'm like, dude, you all good? Like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Like, why are you calling <laughs> you me? Did like, he bail money? What's like, going on? <laughs> he's like one of my most <laughs> successful friends. Yeah. And he's like, ice baths. I'm like, what? And he's like, fucking ice bath. Get you an ice bath. Like you got to get an ice bath. It's a game changer, man. Get off the weed, get off the pills, get off everything. Do a couple minutes of ice baths. Anxiety's gone. It's the greatest thing you ever did. You'll thank me later. And I'm like, click. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Like random ice bath. And then we bitched him on about politics and the economy uh, and all the other crazy <laughs> shit he's into uh, and about just everything. And so Uh, But I, I, I couldn't stop thinking about ice baths. And then this husband and wife startup, and I love startups. I love supporting entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I, so anyways, I went and did their ice bath. I loved it. I got myself one. And now I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm I'm championing it. If you watch my social media, I'll probably do it like once or twice a week just to encourage people. If you're dealing with any stress or anxiety and you want the rest of your day to be the best of your day, jump in it for two minutes. I like my ice baths at 46 degrees. I'm not trying to set a world record of yeah. being the toughest, coldest, longest ice bather. I'm, I'm telling you, immediately afterwards, you feel like... Probably like you just got done really? huffing hydrogen. No, what? Well, no, you don't feel
1: anything. <laughs> now I'm huffing hydrogen. <laughs> the duster cans is what I feel like now. No, no, uh, it, it's on the list. I'm trying to add things slowly because I like to add things and then see if see if if I feel any different. If anything happens, and then I'll add them. So. For me, the next thing I'm going to add, like the most recent thing that I added probably, and it's been a couple weeks now, which is really weird, which might be a little controversial, but I added transcendental meditation.
0: Okay. Fucking love it, man. Now what, what makes it transcendental? It's just, that's what they call it, TM. And it's what it is. What do you do? You just close your eyes and meditate? No, no, no,
1: no, no, no. So you have to go to like a little four day class thing. And it's like an hour for four days. It's not like a whole four like days. It's an hour over four days. Yeah, And, uh, you know, the little guy, little, little 70 year old, little hippie guy that's been doing it since the seventies and all the stuff. And you watch some videos and he gives you a mantra and he does a little ceremony with Sanskrit and it's, you know, not religion at all. There's no religion yeah, to this, yeah. which I like. And then, um, and then, yeah, he gives you a mantra and then he just kind of teaches you how to meditate. So first thing I do in the morning for 20 minutes is I just sit down in a quiet place, like right after I get up. And then I'll, I'll drink water, take some supplements and I'll sit down and I'll meditate for 20 minutes and I just focus on the mantra. Thoughts will come, thoughts will go, but I just stay focused on the mantra. And after 20 minutes, man, I wake up, you come out of it and you just feel great. And right, it's Marie,
0: like, Maria's trying to get me to do this. It's like so, pulling she, a bow back. Okay. It's cra- It's like
1: pulling the bow back and here, but here's the wild one. Here's the wild one, right? The morning, cause they say that when you're in in TM, you are deeper than sleep even though you're awake, like your body's getting more benefit than when you were asleep. So in the morning, like you're just woke up. So like, there's a little bit of like you come down a little bit, but in the afternoon, oh man, cause you do it mm. twice a day for 20 minutes in the afternoon. I'll, like I'll come in here when you're sitting right there. Cause yeah. it's a studio. I'll just lock the door and turn the light off and I'll sit right there. And dude, cause you're here cause you know, the day is going and you're buzzing and things are happening. And this is it. And then you do it. You go from here to like there, Interesting. when you come out of it in the afternoon you're like and now i am ready to go for the rest so of the when night. you're sitting here you're doing a mantra yeah like i'm saying it in mind? my head i'm not i'm not
0: every time or is it no, always they, a point of focus your, your
1: guy the the, the your, your teacher person will give you a mantra and that is your mantra and you never tell anybody what it is ah it's so like my wife got a different mantra than
0: i got now I do you know what her mantra is no all right. So, so it's like my DJ name. It
1: is. Totally Nobody knows DJ. what my Nobody DJ knows. name is. Nobody knows your DJ you name. No,
0: and they're never going to.
1: Well, I think when you do, when you do that extensive <laughs> we keep tour. that is keep a big secret. Yeah. When you do that extensive <laughs> tour of the subcontinent in Antarctica, I think it'll come out then, but yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait for it.
0: But no, well, I love that you're doing that stuff, dude. It's like, you know, certain biohacking stuff you never feel. You don't even know. The, the only ones I really feel are NAD. Yeah. I feel the NAD. Um uh I'm trying to think of any of the other shots. I've, I don't really feel any of the other shots. I don't feel any of the vitamins. I no. maybe sleep better because of, of just my, my. Do you do the M&M
1: or NMN that? No. That plus resveratrol.
0: Well, maybe what, well, hold on. What's N-M-M?
1: NMN? N M. N. It's a white powder. You just, it's, a, it's oh, t- no. you take it every day. No. You just drink it. But yeah, that plus resveratrol has been proven to like create like Chris Krohn actually turned
0: me on to that. Okay. I'd, I'd have to look into that. I'm at level one biohacking right now. Okay. All right. I'm not at the other guy that's taking 150 yeah. pills. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, that, that's a little 10. I mean. Well, dude, I, you get to a He's certain the David Goggins of bio. No, 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 point. not
1: me. No, no. You, you get to a certain point when you're like, you know, you know, like, like, dude, like my father passing away. Right. Yeah. Like that number is now like permanently etched in my brain. His age, when he, when he passed away is permanently etched every day. I look at that and there's a clock running. I mean, you know, time is now. Yeah, that's right. There's a clock running. And and I think about that every day and everything I can do to extend that. I'm going to extend that. And not just, you know, not because I think the world needs more of me for longer, but my kids do.
0: Probably (laughs) it would be nice for me to be around for them. So there you go. You know, I imagine if everybody in the world, because the answer we need right now is love. If everybody in the world loved themselves more. To want to take care of their bodies, to want to get in shape. I said a stat on Dean Graciosi's podcast and I got all this pushback that like, you know, like one in eight, one in 10 America, that's what I said, one in 10 Americans are considered millionaires. It's actually one in eight, by the way, I was off by two Americans, including
1: um, the equity in their house. Yeah. Now yeah, the yeah. 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 Okay.
0: Just, just overall, like if you look at their whole world, are yeah. considered millionaires on paper. But only one in twenty five thousand have a six pack. Why do more and my my I wasn't trying to debate like, well, there's natural reasons people have a six pack and you know, some people just don't have that those that biology. It's like I'm not trying to debate. I argue. Like, see, I argue it, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's really hard to get a six pack and it's there's significantly more people that make money than have better health. That was my whole point well, of that it, stat, but it's, um, it's easier to learn how to get a six pack than it is how to make millions. It's easier, but nobody does. Yeah. So backwards, but imagine if we all just loved ourselves so much that we went and got the therapy and we went and did the biohacking and we went and, and, uh, uh, did the, the meditation and all that stuff. When somebody cuts you off, because right now it's nuts. Every time I turn around, people are angry at each other. It's like you get cut off on the freeway and there's this Dude. explosion of energy. And you're just like, can you guys just all take it down like yeah. notches and treat each other a little bit better for just a minute? Yeah. And and if everybody was actually because I found that's the best result of everything that I've done is I don't react nearly as aggressively to a lot of people yeah. as I used to. I was always on edge and I never could understand why subconsciously I exploded but that programming is there and you need to reprogram it and you're carrying it from childhood and you don't even know it.
1: If, if that is you, if you're listening to this, I'm telling you the TM will help with that. I'm telling you, I find myself to be, Way more. And this is, and it's, and it's such, it's so cool. Cause it's such a quick result. Like they'll tell you, like, this isn't like something you got to build up for six months. This is, if you do this religiously every day, you will get benefit quickly. And I find myself much calmer in the face of adversity. I find myself, I find myself analyzing and problem solving, solving more than reacting
0: So do I have to change, once I start doing this, do I have to change my name from Clever Investor to like the Zen Investor? Which would be good. Yeah. That would be good. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I I don't know. Do what you want. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to
1: tell you, like, if you go the the little first day is a little 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 hippie-ish for me little hippie little hippie for my taste take some flowers and some fruit what are we doing for this like this like but i went in open mind like i'm gonna go open mind and i gotta tell you i'm so
0: glad i did so after the first day you kind of started buying in see i I, bought in the first day I, i i got a gift certificate one time to a float tank thing yeah and i wanted to kill myself in that float tank after about four minutes of laying around in that thing, I was going crazy. But and that's how I feel like I would feel no, doing no, the meditation. No,
1: no, 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 me too. Me too, dude. I've always said, like, I could never do yoga because my mind is moving too quickly. I'm going too fast. I'm going too fast. That's what this is for. Like, dude, I would totally go to a float tank now. Like we were at the spa for Gidget's birthday, like mm-hmm. at Venetian, which is awesome. Highly recommend the couple's massage at, at, the, Venetian, at the Venetian, by Venetian. the way, highly recommend right. it, highly recommend it. Um, but we were hanging out in there and they have like a wave room deal. I just went from cool room to cool room meditating in that place and I loved it. It was right. such a good day, dude. She right. looking, she's like,
0: yes. Everything we're yeah. talking about I'm is really right sorry. up our alley. I'm
1: really sorry. Cause she's she, going to hold you to this. She's been now. wanting me
0: to do this meditation thing <laughs> for a while. So I, I told her I would do it. Uh, I, the old Cody would never have done it. I would have no. fought it the whole way. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you, dude, just,
1: just go give it a whirl. You'll
0: dig it. You'll dig it. Hopefully there's somebody out there listening to this that does kind of look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm out of alignment. This has been a godsend to have this conversation and then be, be able to listen to it and you make the call. It'll change your life. And, and i promise you, if you want to get to the next level, this is how you get there. This is how you do it. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: code, if they want to see more or talk more, if they want to see more of you, how do they find you? I hope nobody contacts me ever.
0: I don't want (laughs) to talk to any of you guys (laughs) ever again. I want to disappear in the mountains with Maria (laughs) and my kids. And, uh, just, (laughs) that's it. No, I'm at clever investor on all social platforms. And, uh, you know, I just want to, once again, to say thank you, John, for putting this dude. together. I'm excited about your books. Yes. Are, are we, you Soon,
1: know, soon. when and when? Soon, soon. Who How knows? soon?
0: Come on, dude. Hopefully we got to get this Mar- thing
1: out. Hopefully, Mark. It's not up. It's not a, Because the first one's coming out on a major publisher. So it's taking time.
0: Okay. So. Well, you know, I'm a you, big, big fan of yours and, a, and I'll always support. I'll be one of the first people to grab my copy or two and. Uh, you know, maybe if you're lucky, it's a good book. I'll leave a five-star review. Perfect.
1: Thank you. That's what's important. I'm, you're, look, you're going to get an honest review. <laughs> Cody Sperber. This
0: is garbage. Don't waste your time reading this. <laughs> That's funny. No, but yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you, dude. And for everything you've ever created. And it's been great just getting to know you over the years. So thank you. Thanks, for brother. On. I, I value your friendship so much. And it's always a pleasure to see you here. Yeah, so hopefully Thanks. see you guys next time. There it is.
1: All right, guys. Well, we will see you next time. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us for another episode of Escaping the Drift. Hope you got a bunch out of it, or at least as much as I did out of it. Anyway, if you want to learn more about the show, you can always go over to escapingthedrift.com. You can join our mailing list. But do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, throw up that five-star review, give us a share, do something,
0: man. We're here for you. Hopefully, you'll be here for us. But anyway, in the meantime, we will see you at the next episode.